Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everyone? It's Noah Daniels. Hey, y'all. I'm JJ. And we're here for tonight's episode. We have a mother-daughter duo. We haven't done one of these in quite some time, so I'm excited to have them on to share their real hauntings with us. Maria, yeah. Josie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks yeah, for being here. Absolutely. Yeah. And I just told you guys I wouldn't throw it to both of you at the same time. And what did I do? I First thing right you did. <laughs> yeah, we were the ones who talked over each other. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> There's there's enough rust to go around for everybody. So just to clarify, Maria, you are the daughter of uh, Josie, and um, it's uh, going to take me a minute not to be like Miss Josie, Mom Josie. I don't know why my southern brain wants to do that, but here we are. Maria, how did you learn about real hauntings? Well, I I think it was about two years ago. Every couple of weeks, I was looking for uh, ghost podcasts, mm-hmm. and I found yours, and I I tried it out. I listened to it, and I loved the format. It I really don't like listening to podcasts that um, read stories online. I love mm-hmm. listening to people actually sharing their experiences, and it's just stuck with me. I haven't found anything else like it. It's the combination of you know people's authentic stories along with your comedic relief to it that just makes it so enter- entertaining for me. So I love it and I share it with my friends and my mom, of course. So that's how I found you guys and I've been loyal ever since. Awesome. Oh, yeah. JJ, can I just say you're having a great hair night tonight? I haven't seen you in a while. So it's, it's nice to see you got all primped up for us. I, uh, it's, it's been a couple of days since I've showered, but thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> you're welcome. I wasn't sure if you were going to the Barbie movie after or not, if, I mean, you were looking pretty spiffy. No, Kat's playing top golf with her coworkers tonight. So I'm just, oh, I'm nice. just home by myself. <laughs> so, that sounds fun. And Josie, I don't know if you're familiar with our podcast or not, but what has it been like? sharing the experiences of having supernatural hauntings take place in your life and your daughter's life? Everybody seems to find it entertaining and amazing. Uh, But I basically, I'm so accustomed to it, I guess. I used to be afraid at first and now I'm just kind of, okay, (laughs) what else is here? You know, what next? But I mean, it's, things happen far and few between enough for me to kind of get over it. And uh, yeah, but the kid, everybody finds it fascinating, basically. Yeah, thank goodness, or we wouldn't have a podcast. Exactly. (laughs) I just find it interesting too, though, that a lot of, there's a lot of experiences that are very similar Mm -hmm. um, in nature. This is why it's it's great to be able to share the stories because it kind of reinforces everybody, you know, because we're really unable to explain it. I mean, it could be anything, but we call it a haunting. It's a phenomena, correct? Um, mm-hmm. But what is it? What is this all about? So it's nice to have, be able to have a venue where we can share it with every, you know, with yeah. like-minded people. Of course, yeah, that's great. Right? 
And uh, of course, we want to know, Maria, where do you fall on the believo meter? Zero meaning you don't believe in ghosts, and ten ghosts are absolutely real. Of course, I fall probably around a seven or eight, just because it's been so long since I've had an experience, and I the only thing that keeps me believing is just my own personal experiences and not being able to justify what happened or explain it. That's kind of what I, I go back to, but I do fall into traps sometimes of being like, is it, is, is it even real? Um, but then I remember my mom's, my mom's experiences and mine. So a seven, a seven or eight. Yeah. It's, it's hard to debunk your own brain. I, I struggle with that too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And yes. Josie, same question for you. Where do you fall on that scale? Only because I don't, you know, it's never 10 be just because, you know, um, I would say about eight or nine for me, just because you, you never know what it is exactly, you know, until the day comes that someone is able to explain it yeah. <laughs> exactly what it is, then we can say that it's a 10. But yeah. that is the reason why I say eight or nine. I like what you said earlier too about like, um, you know, you had this thing happen and it was some sort of phenomenon, but like, you know, it, it kind of fits the, the word haunting, but like, do we really know? Like, exactly. it, it, like, like we don't, we don't know. Some people come on to the podcast and with like textbook definitions of like different ghosts and demons and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, mm -hmm. no, no one really knows. Even if, no it, even really if knows. like it, we are convinced it's a supernatural thing. We don't understand how it works. No, we don't. It's, it, our brain is also quite amazing too. Yeah, that I think, um, you know, scientists are still not really full, do not fully understand exactly what yeah. our brain, the workings of our brain. And in the future, yeah. may be, they may be able to explain this, you yeah. know, but in the meantime, it's <laughs> like speaking of amazing brains, I want to share how a mind led me to be incredibly embarrassed this weekend. So I went okay. to Savannah, uh, Georgia, Saturday. And I did a ghost tour that night. And so I was like two minutes, three minutes out from being where I needed to be. And I could like literally see the group is about 10 people. And I'm walking over and I hear these two uh, women that are probably in their early 20s, 20 to 24. And they both look over and they go, Noah. And I was like, oh, my God, fans of the podcast. This is happening. <laughs> There's people out in public who, who know who we are. And as they get closer and closer, the guide goes, all right, did you guys find the uh, single white middle-aged man named Noah? And I was like, God. Aww. Uh, <laughs> what a bummer. <laughs> Talking about a deflated an ego. ego. <laughs> and thankfully, oh, it was a pub crawl. So I immediately just started buying everybody shots so where I could share that story with the people who did it. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that was quite the deflation. Although I did see a video of what looked like a ghost walking in front of stairs that the tour guide shared with me. That was pretty wild. It was like in one of the, you know, really famously haunted bars in Savannah. And it was just like, you see the stairs and you see this figure about five feet tall 
uh, just walk right by, you know, very ghostly, shadowly, you know, who knows what it was, but uh, at my state at two in the morning, I thought it was very fascinating to get to see that video. So shout out to Raven, the tour guide. She may Whoa. jump on the podcast next week. We'll see. But um, anyway, just thought I'd share that story with the gang. I am still feeling a little embarrassed from that, but it was great. Savannah is That's always okay. great. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, let's, let's jump right in. So I was, um, six years old and we had just moved into a new house and I have two other siblings. I have an older and a younger brother. And every morning in our new house, we would chase each other. It was so, it was so early. I think it was six 30 in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning. We would chase each other, um, behind our couch. Our couch was, it was a curved couch that went along a square room. So there was always a little, a hole where the, where the couch curved that we would chase each other and try and get behind into that little hole first. So I was the last person to jump behind this hole. And as I was jumping over, I see something out of the corner of my eye on my right-hand side. And I look over and there's a man dressed all in black and he's walking um, in this hallway and he turns and looks at me, turns to the left, looks at me, and then just turns his head straight ahead and keeps walking toward a room that was there. And so I screamed thinking that there was an intruder in the house because I didn't know ghosts existed at this time. So I screamed, my parents' bedroom was right there. It was walking from my parents' bedroom into the, the office down the hallway. So they ran out of the out of the bedroom wondering what was going on. And I'm like, there's somebody in the house, somebody's in the house. Um, it was, there's a man, he walked into the office. And so my dad, runs into the office and he's looking around. He's like, there's, there's nobody here. And I, I was so confused. I'm like, where did he go? Cause this is the second floor of the house. And so I made him open up all the cut, all of the, um, the cabinets, all of the, like the, the closets. I made him open up like the, the drawers where the pens go into. So I thought maybe he, somehow he hid in there. My, my childhood, my child brain, I couldn't think of where he went. The window was closed and that's all I remember. I don't, I don't, maybe my, maybe my mom can kind of say what went from there, but I didn't realize maybe what it was until later in life, but we've talked about it maybe when I was a bit older. And then I thought maybe then I could pinpoint it to it being a spirit, but at the time thought it was an intruder. And he looked very much like other people have described, like he was just like a long black cloak. He had a wide brimmed black hat. And it was kind of a high, it wasn't like a super high top hat, but we probably went to there and just big uh -huh. Yeah. Oof. It was scary. Yeah. And you were six, but it sounds like, I mean, is your memory of that image so pretty vivid? It was terrifying. Yeah. I'll never forget it. I was so scared. Yeah. So that was my first experience. Josie, I would love to know from a parent's perspective, when your child comes to you, as I, I am a parent of a young child, and comes to you telling you kind of this horrifying event that they are just convinced is real. You know, it's not like it was sleep paralysis and she was in bed and just, you know, had she this kind of dream yeah. straight or dream state rather. How did you process that as a parent? And how did you, you know, I, I presumably tell her everything was going to be okay? I did. And I didn't want to scare her. I didn't want to tell her that it was a ghost. She was too young. She was like, mm -hmm. she was six years old. She was way too young to be able to process that it was something. We just said, oh, you know, um, I don't recall what I said. I mean, I just, I don't remember the exact words, 
all I did was I kind of consoled her and I told her, you know, um, we will, don't worry, there's nobody here. You know, we reassured her. Um, she explained it to me. I don't know, Maria, do you remember what I said? I have, I have no recollection of what you two said to me or when I, when I processed it, what it was. I, I don't but I did not want to scare her. I definitely did not want to mention that it was a ghost. I don't, I know that for sure because she was too young at that time to be able to process it. But I don't know what I said to you. I don't remember. And Maria, what was your next haunting you experienced after that? Um, so I would say it was when I was, it's about 10 years ago, I was in a treatment center and I was asleep and I woke up and I heard shuffling at the side of my bed. Um, we, every, every, next to every bed, there was a, a side table with a drawer in it. And I heard, so it was my bed, the drawer, and then the wall. And I heard someone shuffling through my drawer. I was so confused. I thought it was middle of the night. Who, who could, what's going on? And I was so afraid to open my eyes because I didn't want to see who it was. And then finally I opened my eyes and nobody was there. And I opened my drawer and I had everything immaculate. I was very organized and nothing had, had been moved around. So I was really scared and confused. I, and I got in my bed and I went to the, um, there was a, there was, there was a person in, there's multiple buildings and there was a person in my building at the front who I went and sat with. And I told her what happened. It was like, I think it was two 30 in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. And I told her I was really scared. And she said, don't worry. You can, you can sit out here with me for a while until you feel comfortable going back to bed. And so about after an hour, I went back to bed and um, I felt more comfortable. I had my nightlight on though. And the next morning I woke up and I shared what happened to a couple of my friends. And when I shared that story, what had happened to me, my friend who was in the room next to me said, that's really weird because a couple days ago, um, I saw a woman in white walking across my room. And she didn't want to talk about it with anybody because she felt like she was going crazy. Because um, at that time, I thought, well, I think something spiritual, like so it was probably a spirit in my room. And um, so she shared that story with me. And then our stories kind of got people talking. And then this guy was in the, in like, there's a men's building there. And he said that he had heard some things outside of his window like drumming like right outside the window on the second floor and and he had some weird stuff going on too and so I guess all these stories kind of got back to administration and they told us that we were gonna have to be out of the buildings over the next the next day over a few hours because they were gonna have someone somebody come in and do a cleansing and because what they say is that every six months or a year or so they tend to get a lot of activity that they can't explain um, and they think it's because when people are in treatment centers, they bring a lot of energy, um, bad, um, some bad spirits, yeah, bad energy are, are attached to some people. And it kind of just manifests in different ways and builds up. And so they had somebody come in and do uh, smudging. They smudged the whole, all the buildings. And then they put up all of these new, they put up these cedar, cedar, um, I don't know what they're called, but on top of all the doors to keep out spirits. So that was, that's probably the, 
the most recent after that that happened to me that I can remember. This episode of the Real Hauntings Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey everyone, it's Noah Daniels and I'm here to talk to you again about Wild Grain. Our last shipment of Wild Grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner. And I'm not going to lie, I'm right there with him. And honestly, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh bread baked coming from the oven. What if I told you that you too could get that delicious experience of homemade bread with none of the time and work involved? Well, you can by ordering from Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. And you can now fully customize your wild grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Remember. JJ, um, you know, as somebody wow. who's a bit of a skeptic, would it make you more of a believer, you know, having authority figures around you take in? I, mean, I love it, authority figures. But oh. if, if, if they take in whatever experience, you know, you think you may had and they go, OK, well, every six months, you know, we do have to treat the facility because all these things start happening. How would that, you know, I know that you really want to to believe you want to have it like, you know, dead in your face, so to speak. But would that give you more credence to lean more into believing something was going on? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, you know, part of my brain, you know, if if I hadn't had experienced the things like how you had experienced them, Marie, I, I think I would have part of my brain would have been like, well, maybe the people running the show are are off their rockers. Or, but then another part of my brain still would have been like, or like, maybe there's something to this. Clearly, this is something they've been dealing with. And if it works, I don't know. Maybe part of me is like, well, you know, are they, are they doing that as kind of like a placebo for some of the people in their care who are experiencing this? Or, or is this like something that they are legit have gone through and they're like, got to deal with it this way. <laughs> so I was going to say, um, 
kind of to that effect. The reason why I also like your podcast is because I think Noah, you're the one who has those experiences, mm -hmm. those two in yeah. insane experiences. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you yourself have said that you're a bit skeptical as well, but these amazing, crazy things have happened to you. And yeah, it's, uh, it's, I, I, you know, and I think about it a lot, why I can't, and, and I'm, I am much higher up on like the scale now or whatnot about believing, but it's just the hardest part for me is just going, yes, it's real because I don't know where to stop the yes, it's real. You know what I mean? Just because it seems so bigger than life. I mean, I was um, scrolling through TikTok earlier tonight and one of the like respected uh, news aggregators on TikTok was like, oh, well, tomorrow in Congress, they're going to be presenting more, whatever they call UFOs now, UPAs or whatever it is. UAPs. Uh, UAPs. I got close. Information and somebody's going to be testifying that we have actually discovered alien bodies and technology in the past. I was just thinking like, man, this timeline we're on is so crazy. And me, and, and I know, logically, I know it's much more likely with an infinite world out there that aliens are real than something supernatural, et cetera. But the supernatural thing feels way more tangible to me because I can't blast off into space and see all the planets and touch, you know, all the planets. So I don't know. I don't know what's real anymore. I just, <laughs> you know, um, my wife and I heard a disembodied voice on vacation. She's incredibly skeptical. And she thought it was so real that she got up and searched the entire room for our son who was sleeping with my parents in their bed. So things can happen. I do, you know, so many people have come on and been like, the more you're open to it, the more you'll hear and that kind of stuff. And it does seem like the more I say out loud, I'm open to it, the more like oddities I've had. I haven't had anything else like what happened in Vegas, but just things that are like, oh, that's strange. Oh, that's weird. Um, continue to kind of surface, bubble up in my life a bit. So Maria, you had those two experiences. It sounds like you are someone who can hear and see the supernatural. Do you um, also find yourself getting like inclinations or anything like in the, the medium realm with the supernatural? No, I mean, my friends and my family say I'm very intuitive mm -hmm. when it comes to people and feelings and what's going on around me. But other than that, I don't, I, I feel, I feel closed off to like, a, maybe the reason why I haven't had many things happen to me is because I'm much more closed off than I, I used to be about it. Mm -hmm. So that could be, but I, I, I wouldn't say that I am other than what's happened to me a few times when I was younger. Yeah much a, 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 a much much more happened when i was younger i'd say than what, what happens now yeah and and another thing and i'll probably have to cut this out of the podcast but jj you know we got that um you cat and i got that tarot card reading um uh, i think the last episode we did together mm -hmm. and i don't know if you remember or not but the she and tarot cards are one of those things that i just approach with entertainment value only because it's it's just so much going on there it's hard for me to be like yes this is news that i'm receiving but i love it and jd i think you kind of had a similar yeah. point of view there now yeah. it does always seem to strike a little bit when when i get that info but she said that i would be receiving news that could potentially change my life forever and it'd be up for me to make the right decision or you know something along those lines and i was like okay well that sounds grandiose that would be nice, you know, whatever. Literally all the next week, I was on the beach with my family in Pensacola. And I looked down and I had a voicemail and it said, 
hey, this is so-and-so from Louise. He wanted to let you know you're making it the next round for the for the show. This is a show I applied to four months ago. Oh, and nice. I just completely wrote it. You know, I, I'd almost just forgotten about it. And I was like, holy shit, that's weird timing. And so then I went home, uh, or when I got back home, I, I did the like Zoom with the casting director. It went really well. And I had to film like a day in my life. I think that went well. I don't really know. But and then I find out this week if if I got it. <laughs> and then you got to be a believer too. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I very well may not get it, but my wife is convinced I am going to get it, which freaks me out because like she's much more level-headed than I am with that kind of stuff. And I just assume I'm never going to get because it's just so hard to get a show that's like life-changing money, da, 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 you know, and it's, it's, we'll see. I don't know. I have like a 50-50 shot though, I would say. That's amazing though. Anyway, Congratulations I just, to get this far. Well, yeah, yes, we'll, we'll see. I just have far. to- it's freaking me out. So I think that's the reason it's, it's coming up on the show. All right, shift back. So Maria, those are both, you know, one story is pretty scary. One would be pretty concerning, I would say. Did it end for you there? Or did you continue to have more experiences? I don't think I've had any since 10 years ago. Um, but when I was younger, I should, I, I did forget. In the house where I saw the man with, with the black hat, when we were really young, me and my brothers, again, we would get up and watch cartoons every Saturday morning. And when we'd be sitting there watching TV, we'd always hear mar marbles rolling up and down the hallway, or we'd hear it rolling in our kitchen cabinets where we put our pens and we'd just look at each other and we're like, what is that? So we'd always go looking in the hallway for these marbles, which we could never find. And then I remember once we were, we were so scared because we usually hear it in the hallway, but we heard it in the kitchen that was next to us. And uh, I went up to look in, in, the, in all the cupboards, little drawers, and there were orange any marbles in there. So that was another weird thing that, would, that, we, would, that we would hear. Um, my uncle- All I can think of is like old-timey ghost kids just playing with marbles. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. They were jealous that we were watching cartoons. If they were 90s you know? kids, it'd be Pong. They'd be yeah. throwing Pongs down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And um, also, um, we would be, my siblings and I would be watching TV. I guess we watched a lot of TV. And my uncle was renting from downstairs. He lived in our suite downstairs. And he'd always come running up so angry with us. Why are he, he's like, why are you guys stomping around upstairs? I can hear you. And we're like, we're, we've been sitting here for an hour or two. We haven't, no one's left. He was convinced. And that happened so often. He would come upstairs, get very, very angry with us. Um, just accusing us of wearing shoes and heels and stomping around and interrupting his sleep. And we were not, we were not moving from that place. Huh. I promise you into this day, he doesn't believe me when we say that we weren't doing anything. Um, that was another incident. Oh, and then also in that, in that same house, we had a, we had a dog named King. He was a golden retriever and very often he would we'd be laying in, in, in a room somewhere and he would see something. He would look in the corner and he'd bark, run to the corner barking and look up into the corner and just keep barking. So that happened a lot in that, in that same house. So we, at that point, thought that he was seeing a spirit that was just going into the corner and, and, and up, going up into space. Wow. What yeah. was y'all's go-to cartoons on Saturday morning? I can't even remember. We also played what? a lot of video games. We played like Sonic the Hedgehog and was this the like nineties or two thousand? Yeah, nineties. I was I was not in ninety one I was six. 
Or Damn. wait, 90, 92, I was six. Yeah. So it was that era of cartoons and yeah. So we, uh, so we, we grew up watching the same shows, I'm sure. Same look at you getting my references. They do exist. <laughs> 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 were you the one person that was excited that had an american gladiator on the last episode i was like man i expected more fanfare and i was like oh i guess not everybody <laughs> i noticed that <laughs> <laughs> oh that's too funny but i also grew up in canada so i think it's different okay probably different shows well, we, we we got American Gladiator though still yeah but. Canadian Gladiator just doesn't hit Canadian, quite the yeah. same that's really funny that's uh it sounds like maybe you had a mis mischievous uh ghost in your home uh, as well as the man in the the black hat all right y'all that was part one with Maria we're so happy that she was able to share her stories with yeah. us make sure you stay tuned for next week when Maria's mom Josie shares her paranormal stories you are not going to want to miss these. They literally left us wanting more and more. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.